2: Hello and
3: welcome to the, the Rosh Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, We do want to play for you now. A very special conversation we had with my main man, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. We talked about WrestleMania coming to SoFi Stadium. It'll be a two-night extravaganza, and Jimmy is so excited. He's excited about pretty much you want to talk about food, life, uh, you know, but talking about WrestleMania coming to SoFi Stadium, he was so thrilled about that. So we had the privilege to talk to one of the all-time greats, the mouth of the South himself, Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart. Jimmy, how are you? Good, Arush. How are you doing this morning? Jimmy, you look fantastic. I saw you in Nashville for SummerSlam. You are still at it, still doing your thing. What is it about the new generation? Again, we have some younger fans out there tuning in. We got some older fans out there. Tell me about this new generation of stars. What, Why, why do you think... that the future of the company um, is in great hands?
4: Well, because, you know, nothing lasts forever, right? And what's old is new again, and what's new is old again. So we've got all this up-and-coming young talent coming in now, and, of course, they trained in Orlando, Florida, the NXT place that, uh, you know, Triple H and Shawn Michaels put together. So uh, we've got the cream of the crop, man.
3: And by the way, WWE is having a big uh, party at SoFi Stadium. And the beautiful thing is it is free for the fans out there. And not only is WWE Superstar going to be there, Snoop Dogg is going to be there. So any party that Snoop Dogg is at, you got to be at. Uh, Jimmy – I have to tell you about my first moment of WrestleMania. It was WrestleMania 9, Jimmy. It was outdoors. It was Caesars Palace. It was Las Vegas. This was before they had pro football and stuff like that and the beautiful Allegiant Stadium. Jimmy, your memories of uh, of that one because again I was a Hulkamaniac Just like so many kids did not expect the night to end with Hulk Hogan holding the championship after defeating Yokozuna what do you remember about that first outdoor it, it was in Las Vegas what, what do you recall about the, that that one
4: well if you said WrestleMania 9 I thought that was the one where I managed Hulk and Brutus against Teddy Biasi and Irwin Archite that's right that's right and so I had my uh I had a plan because I knew, I used to manage uh, Teddy Biasner when I was psyched, so I made sure, I said, you know what, I'm going I'm to do the inside of my jacket like a referee shirt, just in case something happens right. to the referee, because Ted and them were always used to knocking the referees out. So, buddy, when he knocked the referee out, I turned my jacket inside out, all of a sudden I made myself the special referee! And so we won the match, now the championship tied us up, even though they're taken away from us later on. But what a good night that was, huh? Jimmy, your, your thoughts on
3: all of these manias now, like over the past, I don't know how many years, are in big football stadiums. It's now a two-night affair. Uh, you know, 60,000, 70,000 fans go there. What, does, does something change for you? Again, you are like always on. You, you, you're, you're so great. But when you're in front of 70,000 fans, tell me what changes.
4: Well, don't forget, I was from one of 93,000 that's fans right. at WrestleMania 3 at the Silverdome. You know, I had three big matches there. But, uh, you know, it's just something that's so special. But, you know, even Madison Square Garden, when it's sold out, I don't care who you're in front of. It's just it's just something. Once you go through those curtains or through the doors out into that arena and you see all the fans that have been watching all these years, you feel the love for them. And, and we try to give back the love, no matter if they hate you, boo you, cheer you, or whatever else. Uh, It's just something special about it, but uh, especially now, wrestling is so big now for us that we go to the stadiums now, and two big days, not just one. So it's just great to have the loyalty of the fans all these years.
3: And again, fans, if you have not gone to SoFi Stadium, if you want to get a ticket for WrestleMania Thursday, big, big WrestleMania launch party, totally free, If you haven't gone, Snoop Dogg's going to be there. Fluffy's going to be there. WWE superstars are going to be there. They're going to have a ring there. Uh, Jimmy, talk about how much the event has changed and evolved over the years from the first one back in New York to the second one when they had it in Los Angeles, Chicago, and New York, uh, to three, as you mentioned, Pontiac. How the event has grown.
4: Well, social media has been a major part of that because you know before we'd go like yesterday, uh, Adam and I, we were in uh, Sacramento. Then we're in um, uh, San Diego today and then Los Angeles tomorrow. And we've got different crews going all over the country now. Where now with social media, you can almost stay in one place and, and do all the social media. And it really gets out to H and everybody. That's how it's changed a lot. But I think the talent's changed so much, too, because now we've got guys that are quicker, faster. Uh, just They could talk. They could do so many different things. They're so colorful now. And uh, I think that's helped a lot, too. And plus, like I said before, we just got so many great things going. I want to mention too that tickets will sell this Friday at Ticketmaster.com at 10 a.m. So, for those who can't make it uh, tomorrow to the uh, to the big outdoor event, because I think it's at capacity already, just to make sure. So you better call before you go. But you can go to Ticketmaster at 10 a.m. tomorrow. I mean, Friday, and make sure you get a chance to be at at these two unbelievable shows on April the first and April the second at SoFi Stadium.
5: Mr. Hart, um, this is G. Hey, Wiley, Arash's producer. Um, it is such a blessing to have you on here. Um, you remind me of my youth uh, because you've managed legends. And when I mean legends, I mean Hulk, all the way from Hulk Hogan, all the way to the hockey talk, man. I mean, I just, I, it gives me kind of shivers up my spine to think how many people that you have managed throughout your career. Um, I wondered who was the most difficult and who was the best?
4: Well, I'm not just playing it down the middle, but I'm being truthful. Everybody that I was able to go to the ring with helped me make a living. So I really adapted to whatever style they had, whatever their needs were. I tried to make sure they were comfortable and they were happy each and every day and each night. But nobody was really a stress to me. I, we all got along so great, you know, because I might be in one town where I've got the Tonk Man, Hulk Hogan, and the Nasty Boys. The next night I might have the Rujo Brothers, Earthquake and Typhoon, the Dino Bravo. So I just made sure that whoever I was with, I always made sure that I never gave anybody special attention other than the other one because I had my different jackets that were made for everybody. You know, if it was the National Boys, I had their face on one. The Rochelle Brothers, the Florida these jackets, Hulkamania jackets, um, the Heart Foundation with the pink and black. So I just made sure that I made sure everybody, I'm just kidding, like I'm for uh, the rock and roll stars or for movie stars, you know, I just went that extra mile for all the guys, so all of them were great to me.
3: So, Jimmy, what, what was your favorite, being a face or being a heel? Because you've done both, and again, people love to see you now, but back in the day when we were younger, you know, you'd know, you kind of go at the crowd. Did you enjoy that? What did you like
4: more? Well, if I was doing it now, I'd really prefer to be the baby face, and I'll tell you why, because you've got to be careful what you say in and out of the ring now. You know, so yeah. I'd make sure I couldn't say a lot of the stuff that we were able to get back with years ago. Nothing it was bad anyhow. But still, you know, people can take an offense to anything anymore, you know, if you you somewhere. Oh, my God, you gave <laughs> me COVID. Oh you know, so I'm just very careful what I say, what I do. But uh, I think being the ultimate good guy now would be the best thing for me. If you could go out and do radio shows like yours and talk about the past. You know, somebody asked me today on one of the shows about who I'd like to manage now. And I said, you know, there's a guy named Terry who's great. Dominic Mysterio is great, and I just said, because back in the day, when you'd watch Muhammad Ali, his manager, or Mike Tyson, their managers were a lot older, and I said, it's kind of hip to have an older manager now, because, you know, aging experience is supposed to overcome youth and enthusiasm, so if that was the case for me, I'd be a genius, you know, with my age, so uh, (laughs) but other than that, but everything's been great, I've been such a great run, doing the music, doing the wrestling, and Being able to see you guys when you were at SummerSlam, which turned out to be great, didn't it? Oh, it was
3: fantastic. Uh, And as Jimmy mentioned, Friday, the tickets go on sale. And it's not just one day, folks. WrestleMania is now a two-day event. It'll be April 1st. It'll be April 2nd. It'll be around before you know it. And the beautiful thing about this Jimmy as you know fans from around the country around the world the, the world is really what makes this such a fun event when you get those fans from London and from Europe and from all over the world who descend upon uh, Los Angeles Jimmy what was the moment for you and again this has been happening for a long time when you went to another country and you were amazed that they knew you they knew Jimmy Hart and again you can go down the list of every country I mean when did it hit you Like, did, like I'm not just big in the U.S., this is a global phenomenon.
4: Well, you know, our first trip to London, our first trip after WrestleMania to Germany, the same thing to uh, to all the countries over there. As soon as we got off the plane, I mean, there was views of photographers. The fans were at the hotel. All the Everything was a sellout back then, so we knew then, oh, my gosh, we've really gone big time now. And it's the same way now. When the guys go overseas now, the same thing happens after all these years. It's just so strong, this... This logo, this WWE logo is so strong worldwide, still going strong. You know, i got to say something, too. Don't forget, it's a whole week at WrestleMania because we have Roll on Monday night, SmackDown on Friday night there. And don't forget the Hall of Fame, WWE Hall of Fame will be taking place while that's going on, too, and fan access. But those tickets could be at, uh, at um, uh, 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 Crypto.com that's Arena. Great. I'm just going to have. A brain but uh, that's got to be, t- it changed the name of these arenas. By the way, Jimmy, so much, you're you know? not
3: alone. We have a hard time saying crypto.com arena. I mean, it was Staples Center forever. The Lakers won their championships there. The Kings won the Stanley Cup there. So I have a hard time. Like I almost refuse to say crypto.com arena because it's Staples Center, but we know what you mean. Downtown will really be the center of the week. As you mentioned, it'll be Raw. It'll be SmackDown. It'll be the Hall of Fame. Fan access, that's the beauty of it. I mean, fans don't really have to get a
4: ticket to the event. They can just go there. And then don't forget the fan access to be at the Los Angeles Convention Center. So there's just so many great things to do. You know, people come from all over the world. They come to get married. They come to have parties. They come to just, just, it's just so special to see everybody, especially this year. Our motto is WrestleMania goes Hollywood. I so you know it. there's going to be a lot of Hollywood stars and a group watching everybody. It's going to be great.
3: Jimmy, how hard is it for you to pack for a long road trip like that because you're the beauty of you, you have a very distinctive look. You will never walk into a party and you someone's wearing exactly what Jimmy Hart is wearing. All the jackets, the megaphones, Jimmy for a week long event. How hard is that
4: to pack for you? Well, very carefully because <laughs> I've got to make sure I don't have too many bags with me, but I like to bring three or four different jackets. Of course, the met- microphone's got to go with me, of course, and so it takes a little while. And of course, my hair products, freezing uh, shine right. by Paul Mitchell. You know, I got to keep the hair looking like it is. So I have to wear, wear a ton of that over to make sure Jimmy Hart looks the same. But like I said, it's just a—it's uh, such a thrill each and every year to still be part of this and being part of WrestleMania number one and uh, you know number two, number three, and, and the SummerSlam and the Royal Rumbles and just uh, you know. Sometimes I pinch myself and go, did I really get paid for doing this all these years? Oh,
3: I mean, I mean, but, but, but it's our childhood. being so beautiful. I mean, Jimmy, the the beauty of that time period when I grew up was the managers were so great and you were at the top of my list, but you talk about Jimmy Hart, Bobby, the brain Heenan, Mr. Fuji slick. And you go down the list. What makes a great, a great um, um, manager? You know, there's Paul Heyman. Now there's not that many, Jimmy. What makes a great one?
4: Well, first of all, Paul's great. I love Paul. Oh, yeah. I watch him every every week, and the way he paints the picture and puts his man over, and he just does such a great job. I love him. But uh, you know what? I think you just got to gotta have that feel. You got to have that thing. What helped me, too, I came from a showmanship type thing, anyhow, because I came from the music business, and don't forget, when we toured out of high school with the Beach Boys, and Steppenwolf and the Grassroots and Sonny and Cher and we did Holobaloo Shindig where the action is an American bandstand and uh, Dick Clark and so when we did that a lot of that I had learned what to say and what to do back then too and and uh, and that really helped me out a lot
5: um uh, Mr. Hart you you mentioned the um, the showmanship and everything. And I mean, nobody does showmanship like you do with those jackets. And speaking of those jackets, I got, I have to know, I have to know who or where do you get the, all those jackets from? Are they specially branded? Like, do you have anybody specific who makes them for you?
4: Well, you know what I do? I go to my, I have a friend that has a tuxedo shop, uh, in Tampa. Now it used to be in Memphis and I find them and I already get the jackets. And then I have my seamstress, uh, who works for WWE. Um, Jolene, she takes them and she puts the hearts on if I want hearts or musical notes and makes the colors I want and the heart foundation back in the day and nasty boys and then I put a little artwork with it so I'm able to kind of create it myself through her and she does such a great job on them and uh, she makes other people's outfits too but uh, I think I make I, think I make sure I'm sure we've got it all worked out where we're very colorful.
3: Our last few minutes with the mouth of the South himself, Jimmy Hart. And a reminder, Friday, tickets go on sale for WrestleMania. Go to Ticketmaster.com. Again, it's a a two-night affair. So, listen, if 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 you can't go Saturday, go Sunday. If you can't go Sunday, go Saturday. Jimmy, people may know this, but my favorite thing is some of my most favorite themes in WWE history came from you. Do you have a favorite song? I mean, you go down the list of some of the more popular song in the history of the company. You were a part of it.
4: Well, the one that's got the most hits on Spotify right now, and I just saw that the other day on Spotify, it was Shawn Michaels, Sex Boy, has right. 10,200,000 <laughs> hits on it. I can't even believe that. But I love the Rougeau Brothers, remember the word. <laughs> we don't like heavy metal. We don't like rock and roll. All we like to listen to is better, battle low. Hey! You know. <laughs> They were all American boys. They carried the flags out, being from Canada, what a lot of heat they got. But Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man song. um, The Wolfpack by Nash and Hall. We remember that, me and my partner. And, uh, I mean, Hulk's American Made. I mean, just so many of them we were able to do back in the day. And and, uh, we just had so much fun doing everything. And so I'm living my dream. I I love wrestling, so I got to be a wrestling manager. I love music, so I got to still participate on putting some of the songs together.
3: Jimmy, you were so big in developing young talent as well. When they had Thunder on Thursday night, you were really big on, you know, again, guys who did not get the chance. What did you love about that? Again, working with young talent.
4: Well, I remember one time Diamond Dallas Page came to me when I was at WCW and said, Jimmy, they're fixing to do a bunch of cuts. They're fixing to get rid of some of the younger talent we've got. So I came up with an idea called Three Count, and the Young Dragon. So I had a program with all six of those guys put their shows together. And a lot of them are still out there wrestling now. So I had fun doing that, creating the music, creating the videos. And so, you know, they gave me a chance to do it. You know, Eric Bischoff gave me a great chance. He gave me a chance to uh, do the Saturday night show for about six months. And I was able to do that. And he let me create some younger talent, let me take some of the older stars and mix them all in. And that's when Booker T and, and Stevie Ray really worked for me a lot over there doing that. They never turned me down when they were still busy on Nitro and and, um, some of the other, and Thunder. So they would never turn me down doing that, and I've always been grateful for those two guys jumping in there and and being a part of that. Because I've always believed, if you kind of mix everything up, have a little old school and new school, uh, then then you've got a home run. Hey
3: Jimmy, the Hall of Fame is such a, a, a important part of that week. We'll find out as we get closer to the date who will be in that Hall of Fame. You were inducted in two thousand five here in Los Angeles. The last time we hosted this amazing event, and it was one of, I think, not one of. It was the best class. It was Hulk Hogan, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Cowboy Bob Orton, Jimmy Hart himself, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, my man, the Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkoff. What do you remember? about that night?
4: Well, I remember I've never really got done with over a lot of stuff, but I didn't want to, uh, read a teleprompter or anything. So I made sure that I got to both view from my heart. I didn't want to make it too long and too boring, but I had a really chance to think a lot of the younger talent that was in the audience that night that I was able to use, um, on, uh, on the, night show for WCW. I got to mention Chris Jericho, uh, Ray Herio, uh just to mention a few Dean Malenko, because all those guys really came over and participated when they really didn't have to because they were on the, the major shows, but I was on that 605, uh, you know, reunion show every Saturday for, um, uh, you know, for, for Turner back in the day. So I got to mention all the guys that really helped. And I remembered every one of the guys, all my wrestlers who really helped me. Uh, put my heart character together and go to the ring with him, so it worked great.
3: No, it was was just such an amazing night, and and just to kind of see the culmination, it was just kind of like at the beginning of the... um Um, Hall of Fame. So I mean, it was it was one of those great classes. And hopefully, Jimmy, we've been watching that collectible show and things like that. We want at some point to have a physical brick and mortar Hall of Fame. So we can go there to see the megaphone to see the jacket. Maybe there's one jacket that we we can try on. I mean, do you think at some point, hopefully in not too distant future, there is a physical Hall of Fame?
4: Well, you know what? Hopefully it'll be in Orlando, Florida, yes. because more a lot of tourists go to Orlando, maybe Universal or Disney. And I'm sure Nick Con, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H are probably in the back of their mind of working on something like that right now. And so I'm really excited. And hopefully I will, but I got a lot of tickets to make a post put in there, baby. <laughs> I love it, Jimmy. Last question tell,
3: tell tell the fans out there what an exciting time this is for Los Angeles WWE fans. There's an event tomorrow. Like as Jimmy said, before you go out there, make sure that they have tickets. It's free, but make sure there's a spot. But if not, Friday, right, Jimmy? Tickets go on sale for WrestleMania. Well, I mean, better and better than ever. You know, April the first, April the second, or
4: twenty three. SoFi Stadium, tickets going to sale this Friday at 10 p.m., so make sure you join in. And it'll be a great week. Check out Crypto.com uh, for WrestleMania week. And it's going to be just great. I love you guys. Thank you so much for having us on, baby. Take, take.
3: Thank you so much, Jimmy. I'll talk to you soon. You're the best, Jimmy. Thank you. All right, that was the man of the hour, the mouth of the South himself, Jimmy Hart, talking about WrestleMania coming to SoFi Stadium. Uh, listen, it 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 was a one night affair pre pandemic, post pandemic. It is a two night extravaganza. SoFi Stadium will be sold out back to back nights. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Uh, so listen, get get your tickets. I, I I don't know if they're already sold out, but uh, listen it's gonna be one of those events that we will be at hope to see you guys there let's leave it there for now when we come back we'll be joined by WWE superstar Drew McIntyre when we return on the mightier 1090 ESPN radio in Southern California 98.5 the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network
0: we'll be right back with the Arash Markazi show on the mightier 1090 ESPN radio This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
3: when we come around. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show, presented by the Sporting Tribune on the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. We have two guests on the Circus Sports Guest Hotline today. Circa Millions and Circuit Survivor Pro Football Contest with 12 million and guaranteed prizes are back. Visit circusports.com for details. And let's start with the Miz. And followed by the Miz, we have Drew McIntyre, two of the greatest WWE superstars right now joining us on this beautiful Labor Day. So let's start off with the Miz. The Miz. How
1: are you doing, my friend? I am always awesome. When WrestleMania is coming to Hollywood, you know I'm good.
3: We are so excited. There's so many big events here in Los Angeles. The last big one, Miz, was the All-Star Game, and you shined at the Celebrity Softball Game at Blue Heaven on Earth, at Chavez Ravine. That was a more competitive softball game than I had seen in quite some time. What was that like?
1: Oh, my gosh, man. I mean, anytime you can come in and play on where the Dodgers play, Like I grew up as like in high school, I played baseball and to be able to play where the Dodgers play and get to experience kind of a feel for what, you know, you know, I love baseball. I love softball. So to be able to hit a home run, get MVP, get the victory, uh, you know, pitch a little bit and have fun with a bunch of celebrities. I mean, it's always amazing, especially in L.A. with the weather. So, Ms. the next big event
3: here in Los Angeles is WrestleMania. It'll be um, um, April 1st and 2nd. It's a two-night um, event. Tickets go on sale Friday. What is it going to be like? Again, you've made this your home now for this event. And, again, you guys have traveled the country for this event to be here.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, any anytime you have WrestleMania, anytime we have a WWE event, and I say this all the time, but our true goal is, to make moments that last lifetime whenever you see a a father and son or a mother and daughter and they are, and they are at, at the show, you want them to be talking about that show for years upon years upon years. And that's what we, we love to do. So people are always asking, well, what's going to happen when WrestleMania comes to Hollywood April 1st and 2nd, To be honest with you, I can't tell you that right now because you never know what is going to happen, but you can guarantee that you will take home a moment and that WWE will take over uh, L.A. for the entire week because you'll have Monday Night Raw, you'll have Friday Night SmackDown, you'll have Hall of Fame, and in and sprinkled in between all those weeks are a bunch of events that we will have where you can have autograph signings, meet your favorite superstars, leading all up to WrestleMania, uh, which is always incredible. I believe last year, we had 150,000 people attend WrestleMania. So it's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be insane. It will be stupendous if you will.
3: Ms. Your thoughts on it being two nights. I think it's fantastic. I was at the last one night one, which was in New York and Listen, it's it, it just a very long day, and I think we're all big fans, and we're there for the week. And again, like you said, we got Raw, SmackDown, Crypto.com, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame will be there. Your thoughts with this going to a two-night two, two thing?
1: I love that it's a two-night event. I remember the long, long WrestleManias where they were in like six hours, seven hours. Now you can split up into two days. You can pace yourself. And you know, you can, uh, you know, lose your voice on the second night. Uh, hopefully you lose your voice at my match. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, you know, if you, if you pace yourself, you can do it right.
5: Uh, Ms. First of all, thank you so much for uh, being on the show. And, um, Ne- next of all, thank you so much for giving Austin from Southern Charm the business on Watch What Happens <laughs> Live. It just made my it made my year. Um, a little documentary showed me that you were at Woodstock '99. You were in the opening I- credit of it. Uh, please tell me what that was like and what was your favorite band that performed.
1: You know, it's funny. Like so, when I I went to Woodstock '99, I remember the, like when my buddies were like, "Hey, we're going." I'm like, "Well, I'm going with you." I remember calling up uh, on a real phone, not like a cell phone. Cause we didn't have cell phones back then. And, uh, and I called up and got my ticket. It cost like a hundred bucks, I think. And, uh, we drove up from Cleveland to Rome, uh, got our parking. We had a tent. And to be honest, I know, I know there was a lot of like bad press and a, b- a lot of bad things that happened. Like I didn't experience that. Like Woodstock for me was incredible. I got to see all my favorite fans. And, uh, honestly you asked who my favorites were like watching corn, like w- w- in the, in the documentary, they were saying like, it was I, like, I was trying to explain it to somebody and I explained it exactly the way they explained it. It was like a wave of people and you just see waves going up and down. Like when corn came on, it was incredible. Uh, I thought kid rock was during the day. It was like noon. And I remember it was like a hundred degrees. The dude comes out in his like fur coat, and I'm like, oh my God. And then he played every instrument. And this is before Kid Rock was Kid Rock. It was like ball with the ball was like out. That was about it. And so, I mean, he played every instrument. He was a concert And it was just an incredible concert to see. And uh, I had a blast. I know there was, a, there, there was definitely a lot of golf. And water, um, you had to buy water, um, which I had no problem with cause I, I bought the water. It was fine. Um, but yeah, it was very dirty, but yeah, you didn't, I didn't never really notice it because I was always watching the concert.
3: Ms. You've had one of the most storied careers in the company's history when you came in, though, you know, I think there's this perception of, oh, we, we know him from the real world and things like that. But you worked your tail off to get to where you are right now. Was there a moment? Was there a match? And I know it didn't just happen with one night. But was there a moment where you, you felt like, okay, people don't view me that way. Like, I'll put in the time. Again, was there a moment? When you think back to your career, was there a match or a, a time where you're like, this is my time now?
1: Um, not necessarily a certain time. Like I, I always feel like I'm always trying to prove myself. Um, no matter how many times, uh, I've been out there, you know, it's been 18 years, I think since I've been with WWE and I think I'm always, you know, have that back of my head, a little chip on my shoulder, uh, no matter what, because honestly, when I go out there, I get booed out of the building. I get chance of you suck. We can't stand you. And it's always a, yeah, he won the WWE championship. But, yeah, he's won, you know, but he'll never win it again. Then I win the WWE Championship again. Yeah, but he only had it for a week. Well, okay, well, he'll never win, you know, he'll never do a movie. Okay, then he does, like, six movies. Then he'll never do another reality show. Then he does Ms and Mrs., you know, which, by the way, right now you can get all three seasons of Miz and Mrs. on Peacock starting tomorrow, so you definitely want to get that because it's an incredible show. It's funny, Love heartfelt, it. it's all about my family, <laughs> all about my life. It's amazing. But, you know, it's always a yes but. It's always like, yeah, he had a great match, but his next match will will, will probably suck. You know, so he did this, but there's always that but, which I'm always trying to, you know, get rid of the buts. But, you know, you're always going to have that.
3: Ms. LeBron James has a decision to make probably like following this year, whether he's going to stay in Los Angeles, which I think he will, or there's talk he may go back to Cleveland. Miz, my view is he's done all he can. I mean, he won a championship there, brought a championship back to Cleveland. What would? What, what do you think LeBron should do? And do you think he has something left to prove? I mean, I think at this point he's won in Miami, he's won in Los Angeles, he's won
1: in Cleveland. Here's, here's what I think, and I don't think Los Angeles is going to like it very much. <laughs> I think he's going to go back to Cleveland. And the reason I say that is because Bronny – is going to be coming up soon and he wants to play with his son where he started, where he has a school at, you know, where, you know, you know, where, where his home is. And I I do believe, you know, as much as I live in Los Angeles and I do feel like this is home, my heart every time I go to Cleveland, skips a beat because that's where I grew up. That's what the, 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 the beginning memories of everything I've ever done. And for him to bring a championship to Cleveland, like I don't think anyone understands what championships and winning teams does for the city of Cleveland. Um, You know, LA's such a huge, huge town, such a huge city. You know, they have so many teams that they can go for. You know, if the Browns do well, the city of Cleveland does well. If If the Cleveland Cavaliers do well, the entire city does well. So a person like LeBron James coming to Cleveland, it's not just about, you know, you know, Bron coming back and getting a championship. It's about the city succeeding and doing well. And that's exactly the type of power that he has. So that's what my hope is, I guess.
5: Yeah. I mean, I feel like you have that as well as a future Hall of Famer in, um, uh, in the WWE. I wanted to talk about the Hall of Fame speaking of the, oddly enough, it's really weird that they don't have a phys- that you guys don't have a physical space for the hall of fame. Um, if, and when that does happen, where would you personally like it to be?
1: Uh, you know, I think it's gotta be either New York city because that's kind of where the hub of, of, of WWE has always been like, that's where it kind of started and it got its presence. Uh, so I always think that New York would definitely be the, the spot for a, a hall of fame or a, type of, yeah, like a Hall of Fame type of building.
3: Miz, the connection that sports teams have with you guys I think is fascinating. When they win a championship, it's not only the trophy. They have a championship belt. You see it in the parades. You see it on the field. You see it on the court. Uh, talk about that connection again because you are a real sp- sports fan. I think those guys want to be where, what you're doing. I, I saw D- D- Dwight Howard at SummerSlam, and he was like a kid in a candy store. I mean, he was having so much fun. Talk about that connection.
1: Yeah, it's pretty incredible whenever you see sports stars, you know, kind of doing the moves we're doing or cutting promos like we cut, you know, you'll see John is always playing around with the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, Dwight Howard was at SummerSlam and they were having a blast. The entire team of like the Tennessee Titans were all at SummerSlam. So it's amazing, you know, the effect that we have, you know, not just on, you know, you know, you know, sports stars, but celebrities, but, uh, and, and just everybody, you know, that gets involved. I mean, everyone has a certain point in time when they enjoyed, you know, wrestling, I believe. And, uh, whether it starts when you're older or younger, it doesn't matter because it's for all ages.
3: The Miz is joining us. Tickets for WrestleMania here in Los Angeles at Soul Stadium go on sale Friday what an amazing. Ms. what is it like to perform in front of 75,000 people? Again, you are the same superstar, whether it's 10, 20. But what is it like when you are in a Super Bowl venue, a $5 billion stadium? Tell me what that is like.
1: Uh, stadiums just have a different energy. You know, you're, you're, you're performing in front of so many people. And it's sometimes, to be honest with you, it's hard to hear them because there's so many of them and the noise needs to trickle up to the ceiling to trickle back down. And then you'll finally hear exactly where the audience is at. So it takes about a second longer than it would in an arena. So it's a different vibe, but there's nothing quite like a stadium show. And I cannot wait. I like, I've never been to SoFi. Tonight is actually the first time I'm going to be at SoFi at our launch party, which by the way, sold out in a matter of seconds and minutes. Uh, you know, which is always incredible because we've got Snoop Dogg, Jojo Siwa, we have, you know, Gabriel Iglesias. We have, you know, all the WWE, a bunch of WWE superstars. We're like, we're putting on a show, like a Lego sample size for, you know, the city of Los Angeles. I can't wait to see so far. I've never, I've never been inside it and I can't wait to kind of see it.
3: It's the most unique stadium, and I've told people like I've been to Vegas, I've been to some some of these new ones. It's indoor, it's outdoor. You got the beautiful scoreboard. Ms. last question for you: What was it like performing with no fans? I've talked to LeBron, I've talked to Clayton Kershaw with the Dodgers because they won with basically no fans, and they had no parade, and they they kind of want to win one so they have that. What was it like for you? You feed off the fans. What was that like?
1: I always look at things as, you know, a, a learning experience and to be better and to do better. You know, that was a completely unique experience because there was no fans. There's no reactions. We're so used to a fan reaction playing off the crowd. You know, fans' interaction is what we do. So as superstars, and we feel as the best entertainers in the world, you know, it's our job to continue what we're doing. Even if there aren't fans, we know fans are watching at home and we kept going through the pandemic because we knew people needed, you know, some sort of form of entertainment. They needed something to laugh about, you know, when all the drama was going about and that's what we, we, we did. We put that, that forth. And so to be able to do that was uh, an honor and it, it taught me a lot. Uh, about who we are as an entertainment company, as a WWE, and what we will do for our fans.
3: Ms, you're the best. Thank you so much for joining us. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. There's no one more Hollywood, and I say that as a compliment because we are here in Hollywood, than the Ms. Miz. Miz, thank you so much. Thank you.
2: Drew McIntyre. Drew, how are you? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. I know technically it's an audio interview, but I'm very disappointed you all are coming live from the White Cellar. <laughs> <laughs> That was back probably my the, favorite background I've
3: ever seen. It really was. I mean, we were there hanging out with uh, Jihei, and it was very tempting, you know, talking to you, Drew, and not, you know, grab a glass of Camus or something like that, but we, we didn't. Uh, Drew, I was at SummerSlam at Nashville. I wish I was in Nashville back in my younger single days. I mean, the uh, you know, it was 20 to 1. Everyone was having a bachelorette party.
2: What is it like to live there? It's pretty awesome to live there. I mean, I'm not as wild and crazy as I used to be, (laughs) Um, I probably would have have more fun there. I used to live in Tampa. It's pretty crazy, too. Um, But yeah, these days I live about 20 minutes outside of Nashville, more like a farmland area, away from all the craziness. And whenever I go down, I find myself seeing everyone having fun. The bachelorette parties have been up and down the street. And I'm thinking, it's entirely too loud down here, so I know I've got no one. Every time I go down there, I think it's entirely too loud. I just want to check out the Johnny Cash Museum, But it's, you know, a fun place to be. There's so much to see. I got into country music about two years ago. Now I have myself some sweet cowboy boots, a sweet cowboy hat. It goes with my kilt, and I'm now known as the uh, National Warrior.
3: All right, Drew, tickets go on sale Friday for WrestleMania. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. It'll be April 1st and 2nd at SoFi Stadium. It was originally supposed to be here in 2020. Drew, you main evented that WrestleMania. I mean, it's a two-night event now. How crazy is this?
2: Uh, I love the two days of WrestleMania, that whole weekend of WrestleMania. You know, initially, it was done out of necessity at WrestleMania 36. You know, uh, the company rightfully so felt like the world needed an escape during the height of COVID a scary time let's give them Wrestlemania night one and two there's a whole weekend of escape and we kept it going and um, since then right through to Wrestlemania 39 it's so fine I love it you know as a fan myself even though I'm part of the roster you know when I was younger if I get told hey you get to go for a week long Wrestlemania event i gonna fan events all week long we the Hall of Fame we get Raw we get Smackdown and you get two days of Wrestlemania I would have lost my mind and as a superstar I lose my mind too. It is freaking awesome. And to be fair, seven hours of mania. It's pretty fun. You get a little tired eventually and it's hard to get an Uber at like 3 o'clock in the morning when (laughs) it's finished. Splitting up into two days is perfect for everybody, in my opinion.
3: This will be fantastic, Drew, because my favorite thing about the week is the fans who come from Europe. They come from all over the world and this will be the first one where there's no travel restrictions right you don't have to test it and out and things like that so this will be the first mania i think where there's gonna be fans from like all over the world how does that change the atmosphere again it's my favorite event of the year it's my favorite like raw of the year smacked out of the year, because fans come here from all over the world
2: I mean, this past year, we had fans uh, coming from all across the world, but I think it's going to be even more so, um, you know, in SoFi. I think for um, this past April, we had like 156,000-plus fans from all 50 states and 53 countries coming to WrestleMania. So now that things are, you know, getting back to normal, feel back to normal, and especially by WrestleMania, we'll be back to normal. I think we're just going to smash... Uh, that record completely and it's so cool and it was so cool this past Wrestlemania AT&T to see all the fans in person to see so many countries coming back for Wrestlemania after uh, missing them for a couple of years because those fans that come to Wrestlemania are our most passionate fans in the world you know they come in and they can tell me more about my career than I can possibly remember it was my favorite time of the year and I can't wait to see them all once again
5: Drew, earlier you talked about um, the fact that you are living out a little bit in farmland. I kind of wanted to go back to that really quick and ask, are you raising anything out there? Any like <laughs> sheep, goats? Are you like, you know, um, sustainably farming anything? Um, any veggies that you can, you can bring to LA for us or anything? <laughs>
2: Uh, well, the missus wants to get on the uh, you know making her own vegetables and the likes. And if you ask her, she would consider me like, livestock having to raise a Drew. Just <laughs> how much work goes into taking care of a Drew and how much food it eats. I'm constantly grazing in the fridge and eating everything. She's always <laughs> having to replenish it. <laughs> but, you know, it has been recommended to me uh, in the local area. I, a lot of people do have animals um, and it looks, you know, pretty fun. Like, I never really thought about it, but it's pretty cool to have some. No cows out there, you know, having a good time. A couple horses and the likes. Go (laughs) hang out with them when my day's off. We got two cats right now, but yeah, you never know what the future holds for Drew McIntyre. But I never thought I would be, you know, in a position where I'm excited to be out kind of in the middle of nowhere. I I was always very much liking to be in the thick of things, to be in the party scene and all that. But these days, you know, my life's so crazy and busy as it is as a WWE superstar. You know, I love the, the complete opposite when I get home.
3: All right, that was The Miz and Drew McIntyre, two of the best WWE superstars right now, promoting, talking about WrestleMania coming to SoFi Stadium. And again, you talk about all these amazing events that are coming to SoFi, Super Bowl, World Cup, Olympics. My personal favorite, i got to be honest with you, is WrestleMania uh, two-night extravaganza. Tickets are amazingly, I think if they're not sold out, they're they're pretty close to it right now. So uh, great to have The Miz and Drew McIntyre come on the show. Again, happy Labor Day to you all. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy
0: this is the Arash Markazi
2: show on the Mightier
0: 1090 ESPN radio we brothers close to